I'm Rick Ralph and thanks for joining me, talking garbology, waste and recycling unwrapped. As an industry professional with more than 40 years experience, both internationally and in Australia, my podcast series provides listeners an insight to and conversations with a number of key industry leaders, subject professionals, knowledge experts on a wide range of topics waste and recycling related. Wherever you may be listening, I trust you find my program informative as we explore and unbundle the complex yet interesting subjects of waste management, secondary resource recovery, recycling, and all their endeavours. I recently had the opportunity whilst I was in Darwin at the Local Government Association of Northern Territories Annual Conference to sit in and listen to a very interesting presentation. The presentation that I listened to was about the history of bum changes. It caught my attention, as I'm sure it will catch yours. Jessica Blackmore is a young mum of two. In 2017, with a newborn baby, Archer, she sat back and she tried to have a look at looking at alternate baby items that were sustainable, quality and reasonably priced. Jessica took on the challenge of actually reinventing the reusable baby nappy. Since that time, she has now engaged the Indigenous community across the Territory to provide art designs to these uh, nappies and her other baby products. She's also reached out across the globe where these now reusable nappies are becoming a sought-after designer item. I trust you find this podcast interesting, but also a bit of an insight to how a young mum of one at the time grabbed hold of the opportunity and out of the, a small home in Darwin became a potential global business changer in reinventing the reusable baby nappy. Jessica, welcome to this podcast. Thank you so much, Rick. I'm so excited to go through this with you. The background, what is a mum of two now? How does mum of two go from dis- looking at disposable nappies to I need to do something different? Um, So when I first had my son, I knew nothing about modern cloth nappies. Um, I had a friend who had given me some at my baby shower and I thought, oh, well, might as well give them a go. Uh, I started with them and then I thought, this is way too hard being a mum with a uh, newborn baby, so I stopped. Uh, Three weeks later, I saw the mounting of disposables in our garbage bin. We were living in a a one-bedroom unit, so we had shared garbage bins and it was just disgusting. So we switched back to cloth nappies. I then realised that there wasn't really anything here in Darwin. There was uh, no other suppliers at the time. So I thought, why not give it a go? Giving it a go is one thing. Doing it is another. Coming up with the concept of these beautifully uh, uh, architecturally, and I would say not perhaps so much architecturally, but they're artistically designed with Aboriginal uh, uh, out covers and other bits and pieces with it. How how did all that emerge in, and at the same time battling the challenges of looking after a, a newborn? Um, so my son pretty much just never slept. Um, so whilst he spent a lot of time crying and awake, I started researching as much as I could around cloth nappies, um, how I could change the design of them and realised that there wasn't really um, a great amount of education and knowledge here in Darwin around them. So I bought an entire range of cloth nappies that I could find from the cheapest to the most expensive, which is around $60. What, for a nappy? For just one nappy, literally. What is it, designer by uh, uh, Yves Saint Laurent or something, is it? Yeah, they're kind of the uh, Rolex of the nappy world. Well, that's Um, different. But I realised that 
The most important part was the insert. So I've been fiddling with the designs of that. Um, and yeah, I just decided that I needed to have a sense of purpose outside of just being a mum. Um, and then I started talking to local artists. So we now have seven artists here in Australia who do our nappy print designs, um, including a beautiful Larrakia Aboriginal artist who has been working with us um, to get our nappies into the communities around the Northern Territory. So if we look at the actual nappy itself and we uh, have a look at the structure of it, it's got a whole lot of, I'm looking at a, a toddler's nappy here. It looks something like uh, any other nappy would do, but it's it's really quite uh, attractive in its own way. And I mean, to be talking about nappies that way is a bit sad, I guess. But uh, this one's got uh, features of crocodiles on it. It's got a lot of studs all over it. So talk me through the actual nappy here that we're actually you've actually designed how you've put it together. So basically with the um, modern cloth nappy, it's designed to go from a newborn right through to toilet training. So it's called a one size fits most. On the front, we have the features which are the studs. So basically you can just snap them into different sections across the front to make them smaller to fit your newborn. Um, then across the top, we have two lots of studs. One is for your hip snap and one is for the waist. So you can make them tighter and, and looser depending on the age of your child. In your presentation, you had some pretty startling statistics there. Um, if we start at the beginning, throw us some numbers that we put up there in that presentation. Um, I guess something that really shocked me to start with it was that the disposable nappies were never actually created out of convenience. They were created after World War II due to a cottage cotton shortage, um, which totally blew my mind. But if you have a think about it, in Australia alone, we have around 300,000 babies that are born every year. And of those 300,000 babies, they would have a minimum or an average, I should say, of around eight nappy changes per day. If you start to think about the magnitude of those numbers and what we're going through and what's going into our landfill, it's pretty staggering. And that's because nappies don't break down generally in landfill, do they? No. So with a um, disposable nappy, they'll break down, well, Actually, they take around 500 years to decompose, which they never truly decompose. They turn into micro and nanoplastics. Um, so when you stop and think that the first ever disposable nappy will still be in existence for another 430 years, it's pretty mind-blowing. So are those statistics, they've been tested in laboratories and that sort of stuff that, to get those sort of numbers or is it? Yes. Yeah, so all of the information that we've um, got has come out of uh, local government. Wow. That's interesting, isn't it, with the sort of the numbers? And I guess from the Territory's perspective, there's some quite unique challenges up here because we have so many uh, communities that are very small. Um, we have the tyranny of distance, we have the transport, um, whereas they've all got water of some sort um, and, and, they don't, and their landfill and their disposal facilities aren't necessarily uh, attuned to handling these sorts of waste, are they? No, so something that we've been doing is um, we've been working with some local Aboriginals um, around how we can uh, facilitate having these modern cloth nappies in communities, um, given the um, impact that they have with not having necessarily access to washing machines and water. Mm -hmm. uh, so we've been working with some local organisations in the community who can not only provide washing machines, but also the education around how to use them, how to wash them, and to show how much of a difference we can make for our environment. So the if we start and look at the design, we go back to the design of this nappy, how does it work? Um, so basically it's comprised of three layers. You've got your outer waterproof layer, which is a polyurethane laminate. Um, then you have an inner lining, 
which is generally made from a suede. Ours is made from a bamboo charcoal. A suede nappy. Suede, yes. It's very, very fancy. Um, ours is from a bamboo charcoal. We found that that material was a lot softer on the baby's bottom. And that's why we went with that with that kind of material. And then in my mind, the most important part is your insert. Yes. Your insert, um, they're generally made out of a variety of different materials, but predominantly hemp, bamboo, cotton, or microfiber. So basically they are your absorbency. So depending on the quality of those um, will depend on the time frame that you will get between needing to change each nappy. So the actual, so the nappy, the, if you're looking at, the, uh, and it's hard to explain on, uh, on through a podcast, but effectively it's a, a liner sitting in a liner um, in, in, for all intention and purposes. The outside, the polyester has got some very attractive, we've got the Aboriginal artwork here. Um, from the larrakeets, which is beautiful. We've got this one with the crocodile. I've seen other ones with just stylish thing. Certainly more stylish than the plastic outer on a, uh, a normal disposable nappy. They've actually become quite a fashion statement. Um, mums sit on a fashion hooks. statement and nappy. They are trender. They definitely. Most mums sit on tenderhook, waiting for their favourite brands to release their new prints. Um, like literally having designs selling out in minutes around Australia. So that's it's extraordinary. Crazy. That's extraordinary. And is there a trend now to go back to the cloth nappy away from uh, the disposal? Do you think when with there's such a talk about single-use plastics and the impacts of plastics into the environment? Definitely. One of the things I hear a lot, which um, you kind of makes me laugh, I guess, is a lot of mums who are at their mums groups coming to me saying, oh, all right, I need to try one of these cloth nappies. I'm the only mum still using disposables. So the fact that you've got so many more people using cloth nappies, it's become quite the trend so they're very, very different to the, the cloth nappy I used to put on my sons. They'd be mortified to hear that when you get the old terry toweling and, and wrap it out. And mind you, I have uh, found an alternate use many years on those terry toweling and washing my car in the rags. So they have a, they've been re- reborn in a different way. But how does, so with a traditional nappy, you then just wrap it up after the nappy change, wrap it up and put it in the bin. With this nappy, you don't do that, do you? So with a disposable, most people are actually shocked to know that um, you are actually supposed to place any solids into the toilet. It's safe to say, I'd say that most people don't. It just goes straight into our waste and then straight into our landfill. Mm -hmm. This is actually written on the sides of the boxes. With our nappies, um, you place the solids into the toilet, you give them a quick rinse, you place them into a dry pail, just like a dry bucket, um, and then you go through the washing process. A lot of people, the um, drawbacks, I guess, are around the cleaning and around the additional uh, washing. Yes. But for a lot of mums, we are already doing so many loads of washing every day. One extra load of washing really doesn't make much of a difference. And so from a cycle time point of view, how long do the inserts and does the nappy last? I mean, traditionally, we know that terry toweling lasts for many, many years. Looking at these, they're very robust. Um, so what we do is with the um, modern cloth nappy, Generally, the first thing to go are the elastics. So you've got the elastics across the back where your um, insert would be inserted. So here in the Northern Territory, I'm part of the Australian Cloth Community Fund where we accept the donated nappies, we repair them, and then we give them out to people who would otherwise not be able to afford them. So basically, we just repurpose them and repurpose them until such time as the polyurethane, the waterproofing, it start, they can start to delaminate. Yes. Um, but we then use them for a multitude of other things. You can use them as a swim nappy. Um, we have a lot of really um, quite innovative people that we send 
the delaminated ones too and they've been creating children's moccasins, so little shoes out of them. Um, but, yeah, little um, purses, little handbags that you can make just a multitude of things. So though they um, may not always be as a cloth nappy, we just repurpose and repurpose them. Darwin is a long way from mainstream Australia, et cetera. How are you getting your message out and how are you sort of like getting nappies sold into Melbourne or uh, – and where are you selling your nappies, these these – Unique. So when I actually started, I literally was just selling through a local buy, swap and sell page. And that was it. I just thought it was a little bit of fun on the side. I had so many mums who just said, can you please start a Facebook page? Because we can't find you. So I started a Facebook page. It kind of grew. I thought, oh, okay, maybe I should do a website. So we created a website. Since then, our social media has gone insane. Um, but yeah, so basically we once we released our prints that have been designed by local artists, our international sales have gone through the roof. Um, we had purchased enough stock that we thought would last for three months um, at our latest release and I sold out of prints in the first week. <laughs> so you have special releases like the special sales that you hear on Amazon and the Black Friday sales. You now have a, a nappy release once a month, do you? Or? So what we do is um, I put together all of our prints from our artists and I put together new collections and every few months we release a new collection of new prints um, and some of the most popular ones have been requested constantly to come back. So that's been... And which ones are they? Uh, the Northern Territory designs. So we had a design that has crocodiles, land cruisers, buffalo. Um, it was probably one of the biggest hits from our last release and also, so also some beautiful turtle designs that were done in watercolour have been really popular. But pretty much anything with crocodiles is a hit here in the top end. <laughs> that's, that's wonderful. Certainly the nappy I'm looking at has got a pretty cheeky looking croc on it at the moment. I guess from here, um, where does Archer and I go go from here? What are, what are the other products he's starting to try and uh, roll out and uh, develop? So um, at Archer and I, we don't just stock modern cloth nappies. We have a wide variety, uh, wide variety of eco-friendly products for the whole family. We stock a range of um, kids' tableware, which is all made from recycled milk cartons. We have a beautiful um, bath bath toy set, I guess, that are all made from recycled milk cartons here in Australia. Uh, so everything that we try to do, we, we really want it to be environmentally friendly um, and to have reduce our footprint. I guess where Archer and I is to go over the next few years, I could have never thought that I would be where I am today in such a short period of time, working with some amazing people here in the Northern Territory to get our nappies into um, other facilities, government facilities is kind of what we're working on at the moment. The award, the national award you won, it's, it's you know, whilst we might have tongue-in-cheek around nappies in the business, it's a very important to be... You know, for someone who um, had a little one and was bored and came up with a unique idea, and we see, we've seen so much of that even with COVID with people doing it, the Australian Emerging Oz Mumpreneur of the Year this year, what, what does that mean to you? What was the background to that? Um, so basically how it came about was I was nominated by five of my customers. I received an email to say that I had been nominated and would I like to go through with the nomination. I then had to sit a panel interview and explain what I had done and behind my business and what we've done over the last two and a half years. Um, we then, obviously due to COVID, we weren't able to have the awards ceremony like they normally would. So it was all done via Zoom. So we literally had a TV going with Facebook Live and a Zoom phone call. Um, and so we didn't know who had won. And then they just sort of um, announced the winners. You were then switched to live where you had to then give a speech, you know, accepting your award. 
what I really loved was with my business, because I was a mum and I didn't have any family up here in the Northern Territory. I wasn't really one of those mums group type of people. But by having my business, I met so many amazing people. I never meant to start a business, but I've created a community. And I think that's probably what I've loved the most is just this amazing community of like-minded people. We've all been able to come together. They've shared in my successes. I've been there through their lows and that's probably been the most exciting part of the business. And I guess it's just giving it a go, coming up with a unique idea and just giving it a go and then feeding off that those ideas to actually take it to another step and listen to your customers telling you what's right and what's wrong. Yeah, I think that's been the biggest part was I constantly recheck in with my customers. What would you like? What can we change? How can we do it better? Um, by having that constant interaction, we have a wonderful following of people who are really interested in getting behind this. Something that I've been working on for 18 months is trying to get rebates here in the Northern Territory for families who choose to use cloth nappies and reusable sanitary products. They're doing it around Australia in other communities. So that's something that I've been pushing really hard for, um, which we would hope to get over the line. Because I guess uh, what what a lot of uh, listeners wouldn't realise is waste management certainly about diversion from landfill and landfill. But in the in the territory, it's a very unique issue with the community. It's a cultural issue because it's about land, it's about country, um, and it's also about their environment. So it's a health related issue up here, waste management, isn't it, in the community? Oh, definitely. Um, we have so many problems with discarded disposable nappies. Um, the dogs then get into them and then spreads the, the contents of those nappies. Um, and, you know, that's just one example. Yes. So, I mean, the, and that's where the, the community is obviously having uh, the the cultural um, art, artwork onto it also does help that because it resonates with those communities and those different uh, um, that generation, I guess, really, isn't it? That's something that we've been talking about, especially um, out of the current conference was around having designs created for each region. Um, so something that they can have that's their story. You know, I think that that's really important. Because I noticed there was something about the storytelling is so so important and going back to that engagement and I guess that's a way of doing it. if you can do some sort of storytelling. So what we've done that. with our Aboriginal prints, which was something that I had put forward to our artist, was each nappy comes with a card. It has her photograph on one side. It's got a little about me. And on the back, she's written a poem for each print that um, depicts what is the image. Well done, Jessica. Well done on the award. And I think uh, it's certainly great to see, you know, um, this entrepreneurial spirit and the and the Aussie uh, get out there and do it um, is working well. And good luck with what you're doing. Thank you for talking with me about the history of bum changes. Thank you so very much for your time, Rick. See ya. If you'd like more information on Jessica's product range, you can go to www.archer-i.com.au. And if you'd like more information on my other podcasts that I've produced, go to www.thegarbologist.com.au.